1: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How should you draft starting pitchers this season? Find out next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5. Today is Tuesday, February 21st. I am Frank Sanford, joined by Scott White. And let's take a look at the pitching landscape, at least what it was last season. The league-wide ERA was 3.97, the lowest it's been since 2015, the first time it's been under four since 2015. The league-wide WHIP was 1.27, the lowest it's been since 1972. You know what that tells me, Scott? It sounds like pitching is back. What do you think about the pitching landscape, and how will it shape your strategy for fantasy baseball?
0: Oh, pitching is most definitely back and I'm kind of on the opposite end of the pendulum now in terms of prioritizing hitting over pitching in the early rounds when during the juice ball era, uh, there there became such a wide chasm between the haves and have nots at starting pitcher just because it was so easy to serve up a home run. You had basically had to be the super powered bat misser not to fall victim to that. Uh, and and so that created a scarcity in the starting pitcher ranks that made it worth drafting them early despite all the built-in volatility. We're out of the juice ball era now. We're back to a more traditional um, distribution of of home runs. Granted, it's been so long since we've been there that a lot of people may not remember what came before, Uh, but there is a mid-class at starting pitcher now, and it's a very big uh, mid-class. Just to put it in perspective, using... Um, head-to-head points per game. So, in 2021, there were only 35 pitchers with 13-plus head-to-head points per game. Last year, it was 51 instead of 35. You want to go 16 points per game? In 2021, it was 13 pitchers. Last year, it was 24. That's a big increase in just a year's time. And 2021 wasn't even the height of the juice ball era, it's worth pointing out. So, it's a robust position, and it's harder to find the differences between the top and the middle uh, than it was during the juice ball year or two, plus all that built-in volatility. Yeah, I just I don't think it's where you want to invest your capital anymore. And for most of fantasy baseball history, that's been true. We're just having to get used to it again.
1: On the full lane podcast, Scott, we talked about the first 16 or so starting pitchers going inside the top 60 picks. Who is the starting pitcher in that range that you are most likely to draft this season?
0: Well, I am so committed to the idea of not investing in pitching that I might not draft any of them. But if I did want to go uh, with, with like the uh, you know grab-one-ace strategy, uh, it, it'd probably be whichever lasts the longest because I don't have a clear favorite among them. But I'm going to say Justin Verlander just because I'm so far ahead of the consensus with him. He's my number one pitcher in 5 by 5 leagues. Sandy Alcantara's Alcantara's number one in points leagues because he's going to provide so much volume and that matters so much in that format. But in 5 by 5 leagues, Verlander was number one last year. He led the majors in ERA and WIP. He won the AL Cy Young, of course. He's Justin Verlander, so he's got a long track record of success. And I know he's going to give me the volume which is the main thing I want to know in an ace. That's what really separates them from a lot of those mid-tier up-and-comers is that they're going to give you the volume. Verlander's proven he can do that year after year. I see his 40 years of age as almost an asset in that regard rather than a detriment.
1: All right, Scott. Well, sounds good to me. Let's go Mets because the one I'm most likely to draft is his teammate, Max Scherzer, who has an ADP of 40.8 and I just don't really get it. I mean, unless people are just worried about the age, he turns 39 this year, or the injuries, he you know, he hasn't thrown more than 100, he hasn't hit 180 innings since 2018, but it's not recurring arm injuries or anything like that, and the skills are still really, really good for Max Scherzer. 2.29 ERA, 0.91 whip, 14.8% swinging strike rate, he averaged over six innings per start last season, so in terms of just, Giving you those strikeouts and going over six innings per start. Um, if, you know, Max Scherzer could stay relatively healthy once again, I think it's pretty likely that he's like the best starting pitcher in fantasy once again. So I really like the value that we're getting on Max Scherzer. All right, who is a starting pitcher going inside the top 60 picks in ADP that you are avoiding? Maybe even a bust this season.
0: So I kind of want to say Dylan Cease here, but I, I think more realistically it's Jacob deGrom. I, I don't see a scenario in which I draft Jacob deGrom. He hasn't thrown even 100 innings in a season since, what, 2018? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, and, and the thing is, I don't think it's just fluke occurrences. It's, it's mostly arm-related injuries, and it coincides with a big jump in velocity. That he didn't need, frankly. He was already the best pitcher on baseball before his velocity jumped two to three miles per hour on his fastball. It's impressive what he's able to do when he's on the mound, but I think the last few years have shown that his body is just not able to withstand that kind of velocity for very long. And if you're only getting a reliever's amount of innings from uh, your number one starting pitcher, that's a big problem. I, I just don't think it's worth the risk.
1: Alright, for more extensive Fantasy Baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye! Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good.